clients' portfolios to their goals and needs. But you still sell investments that generate high commissions for you, right? No, we don't sell commission-based products. We're a fiduciary, the highest standard of care for a financial advisor. It means we're obligated to act in our client's best interest. So when do you make more money? Only when your clients make more money? Yep, we have one transparent management fee structure, so we do better when our clients do better. Sounds like you really look out for your clients. We do, because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement. That might be why most of our clients come from other money managers. Visit FisherInvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us. Fisher Investments. Clearly, different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss. WNSR. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Show me the money! Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, righty then. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Monday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. We are the McFarlands, Darren and Justin here, and we are live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. Damon Keene is alongside, not wearing orange, not wearing Titans blue. He's in black. He is in mourning. He's in mourning. He is Jeez, man. It's not that serious, Damon. It's just not. We'll well, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll we get will, to it. We will get to that. Um, not sure what all we'll get to today. I mean, there's really not much going on, and I don't think people really want to talk much. And oh, seems that so. means we can just uh, tune into this uh, college basketball yeah. action happening here, Tennessee and uh, Syracuse. We'll probably do our Mount Rushmore stuff today. Yeah, we'll talk about movies. Oh, okay. Uh, Is that the that. day for we that? Should, I didn't come prepared for that, but that's fine. <laughs> You want to call about how I haven't seen Forrest Gump? You can do that. <laughs> 615-844-5600. I kid. I kid. Of course you want to talk. We want to talk. There's lots. But say, even if you don't, no, we'll talk. Trust yeah, me. There's yeah. plenty to say. Um, by the way, uh, in we'll talk to Vince in the second hour of the program. We'll head to Knoxville. Tennessee is in Maui. They are in 
Hawaii, and they are taking on Syracuse, another orange team. I believe it's pronounced Syracuse. It's Syracuse? I believe I, so. I, I, I always call them Syracuse. Um, two orange teams playing each other in Hawaii, and the Vols uh, got a three-point play. I'll try to get the free throw mm. and make it a one-point game. 1917, you, you call them. Syracuse, is that what you say? That's what I say. Syracuse. Okay, we'll, we'll go with what Justin says. Syracuse uh, or Syracuse uh, leading 1918 over Tennessee. I saw mm. where the Lady Blue Raiders of MTSU down okay. in Atlantis, down in the Bahamas. Oh, okay. They beat DePaul yesterday. Oh. So, man, I don't know. Well, we're not on one of these basketball trips. These I was going to say, seem man, like fun trips. sounds good to me. Belmont was out in Arizona. On Friday night, it didn't go well, but Arizona, this just in. They're pretty darn good. Mm. We talked to Steve Lehman. Uh, we'll get his assessment of the Wildcats. Um, I watched. It was a late night. It was, I think, a 9 o'clock tip our time Yeah, Friday night. Um, there wasn't much going on with Colorado in their game, so I figured oh, I'd switch over. the football game, you mean? Yeah. 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 Since it was 45-7 at the half. Yeah. So things are a little bit quieter and bolder these days, mm. it seems like. Um, so I switched over to Belmont, Arizona. On Friday night, oh. but uh, the meat and potatoes of this weekend. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Predators. Nice victory over yes. Chicago Saturday afternoon. We did have Predators uh, president, win, yes. alternate governor, yes. and COO Michelle Kennedy on the show on Friday. And so maybe she was good luck. We were good luck. A combination of both. And the Predators got off the snide, their losing streak, and they beat the Blackhawks on Saturday. Other than that, uh, good news for Vanderbilt. They did not lose this weekend. They didn't play, but that is good news. That so, is great news. Um, they didn't lose this weekend, so that's fantastic for the football team. Uh, Tennessee, as we'll talk about with Vince in the second hour, after they scored, uh, once Georgia took the lead, Justin, I told you before we started the show, um, you could pretty much tell yeah, that uh, Georgia was going to win that game. They just kind of took control of the game. After that, but we'll get into Lots all that. that. Okay. Of course, Damon must, um, you know, act on his bet that he made with us yes. last week. Yes. So we'll get a little, uh, little Ray Charles, little coming. Ray Charles. At some point in the show, I told him since Georgia not only won but covered, he should probably play it twice at some point. Nothing wrong with that. But we'll get into that uh, a little bit later. Down in Jacksonville, we went down to Jacksonville last week. Talked to Tony Smith, our buddy down there, ten ten XL and. He was just talking about how it's still such a big rivalry game. And mm. Jacksonville's coming off that uh, whooping by San Francisco. And we got into that game last week. And, man, it was just not even a game. Again, uh, the Titans are not only losing games, but it seems like they're getting less competitive every week. Um, just not a good game. Your overall thoughts. <sighs> yeah, I know. Deep sigh. All right, so my thoughts about about the game are as followed. Um, I, I think it was a, a great game for the future of the Tennessee Titans franchise. Um, I, I think it's a, a fantastic game in, in that front. Um, I also feel like, you know, it, it's a shining example of some of the things the Titans could have used but were not available. For instance, you know what the Titans really could have used on Sunday was a great inside linebacker. Uh, maybe someone who played for Nick Saban at Alabama, a first-round draft pick uh, who can really come through and solidify and be a leader on that. You know what? They drafted a guy like that, and 
He's not here anymore. Mm. You know what else they could use? They could use a big offensive tackle. Uh, uh, somebody huge, maybe played in the SEC, like a, a school like Georgia, and uh, was really dominant and a good player, good hand size, all that. And they drafted a guy like that and. In the first round, he wasn't available. You know, the other thing they could use is a shutdown corner. Uh, somebody with freakish athletic ability, speed and quickness and great agility. And maybe he went to an ACC school and they drafted a guy like that too. Or maybe a big lengthy, you know, they lost A.J. Brown, so a huge towering uh, wide receiver who with explosive potential can jump and run and get the ball. SEC maybe? SEC guy. Just like A.J. Brown? Maybe an SEC guy like A.J. Brown. Uh -huh. And I think they found a guy in Arkansas, uh, and they drafted a guy, but he wasn't he wasn't available either, was he? Mm -hmm. You know, they could have drafted, they, maybe they could have got another cornerback from like a school like USC, uh, a guy who can come in, maybe return kicks, and play silently on the defensive uh, front as a defensive back and went to a big school like USC where he's played against top competition. And they drafted a guy like that as well in the first round, and he too isn't here. What I am naming everyone are missing players from the last seven picks. In the first round of this franchise, every single thing I just named is something this franchise could have badly used yesterday. You don't think a Dory Jackson and Caleb Farley, if they lived up to everything that this franchise asked them to be, wouldn't have had a better lock on Christian Kirk and, and, and Ridley and whoever else? You think maybe they would have been a little bit better of a position with the first round talents from these big schools that would have come in? They weren't here. You don't think they could have used another big-time playmaker from a big-time SEC school to make plays on the outside? Don't forget Corey Tri Davis, by the way. He you wasn't stopped, here. You stopped before. You stopped. Remember, they had two first-round picks. They had Corey Davis, too, that, I, that year. I stopped short so of that Corey Davis. That's twice yeah. they've gone in the and first round the higher for receivers. Pick. And he was the higher pick. None of them, either one of them are available once. They're not retired. here. They're yeah. not here. They're not playing. They're not contributing. They had Two players on the field yesterday from their last seven first-round picks. I'm going to keep saying it, everybody. I know. Well, how about the th they had two players from their first-round picks, two of their last seven, on the field yesterday. Two. Jeffrey Simmons, Peter Saransky. That's it. Everybody else, not here, retired, whatever. Out of football. Out of football. You cannot, and, and meanwhile, the other teams across the league, because you look at Jacksonville, you know, those those teams, all the, all those big-time players they had yesterday with the exception of Calvin Ridley, with the exception of Ridley. Uh, Josh Allen, he looked pretty good. They drafted him. They drafted all those guys. Mm -hmm. And this team and the NFL has to be built through the draft. They haven't had good drafts, and it's finally caught up. Now, could there be other things that play? Well, clearly there are. Are there problems with the coaching staff and other issues, yes. But I cannot get around, nor am I going to skirt. The problems that this franchise has had, chief among them, has been the problems of the first round. Not the second, third, fourth. The first round picks. These are the cream of the cream, everybody. First round picks that have not panned out. And that cannot happen. That cannot happen. This team, the NFL, is not built that way. No one builds their franchise through the rounds four through seven. I mean, you can find some guys in there. But the first-round guys are the guys that carry you, and they don't have any. Well, they got two, kind of. Yeah, I look, I've been saying it all season, this team is void of, of talent, and it's finally come to roost. And what you just did is exactly what I've said. Yes, it's 
it's come to roost. Like you can't hide anymore. That like they were able to mask their warts and their problems and the misses for a long time, and you just can't mask it anymore. Is that the reason all this is happening? No, and not in my opinion. It's it's a big, big reason. It's a big, big reason. <laughs> it's a big factor. But there's a lot of layers to this. It, it feels is. a little bit like a blooming onion. There's a lot of layers to this. Um, you know, when you when you're losing, when you're three and fourteen in your last seventeen, uh, you know the head coach is going to start getting asked about you know his job security. So I, I do want to play this. And I want us to talk about it a little bit. So Mike Vrabel yesterday after the game asked, "Was it, is this the one? No, this is not the one. Yeah, this is the first one. We, what, I'm, sorry. What, I'm sorry. What is the first one again? Th- this one that we've got up first is where he's being questioned about his coaching methods. Okay. Is his coaching methods being effective? And also he's being asked about the possibility of letting go of assistant okay, these coaches. Are, these are all the, along the same line. So perfect. All right, let's roll it. Because I, I have the luxury of having played this game in this league. And um, and I know what we're coaching. I know what we're teaching. Uh, I never blamed uh, Dean Pease or Matt Patricia or, or Bill Belichick or Romeo Cornell or Rob Ryan. I mean, I couldn't get to the pass rusher or I missed a tackle or I went the wrong way. And that's 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 the luxury that I have. Never, never blamed a... A coach for my let me uh, let me finish and then you can interrupt me. And so I know what we're coaching and I know what we're teaching. I'm in the meetings. Um, you know, we we're going to continue to find ways to to help our players and to uh, to demand that they uh, play with great effort and improve our details, improve our fundamentals because I know that that's what works. I don't think that making changes. To, to a coaching staff at this point in time it is warranted. I, I believe in our staff. I, I believe in our players. And we, we're going to find ways to improve. We're going to find ways to you know, win after we find ways to improve. So I will agree with Mike Vrabel and disagree with him. Uh, pretty hard. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel pretty strongly about what I'm about to say because you know you've heard me say some of this. I agree with him. Making changes right now really isn't going to change anything. To me, it's kind of like the personnel. Like, you can bench Christian Fulton, but it ain't like nobody behind him is any better, okay? You can bench other guys, you know, on the offense. You can bench uh, Brewer if you want. Well, yeah, what are you going to put in there instead? Like, it's not going to change anything because I know that's what people – this guy's awful, so bench him. Yeah, well, that's great. This isn't college. There's not 85 guys on the roster. Okay, You have a very condensed roster. So the guy behind him isn't any better. So on one hand, I totally agree with Mike Vrabel. Like, making staff changes right now isn't going to change anything. Making roster moves right now isn't going to change anything. Not really. You can bench Christian Fulton. Okay, who are you going to put out there? Who's next? Some free agent from off the couch somewhere. Right. He going to be in better? No. Probably not. If anything, it's going to be the same result. So what? Yeah. You go with what you know. I mean, so that part I agree with. But here is where I'm going to staunchly disagree and push back 
on Mike Vrabel because he's going to start also getting asked these questions about his staff. And as you know, I've been talking about the void of talent on this roster all season long. The other thing that I've started bringing up, it is my opinion that the biggest weakness of Mike Vrabel is his hiring of his coaching staff. I will disagree with him. I don't care. Does he know them better than me? Yes, he does. 100%. Does that mean he's right? No, it's not. Okay? He's got to dig deeper. He's got to think outside the box more. Right now, it is not just Mike Vrabel. There have been a long line, as you know, Justin, Mm -hmm. of coaches who have fallen into this trap and they've got, they hire their buddies. They hire people that they're comfortable with. They hire yes men. They don't hire people that will push them. They don't hire people that will take them out of their comfort zone. And I think Mike Vrabel is a product, a byproduct of a lot of coaches, and it has cost them their jobs. I think Mike Vrabel, I know a lot of people are screaming for a change. It's not going to happen anytime soon. And look, if they don't win football games, eventually, sure, change will happen at some point. I don't know when that is, but I'm saying, yeah, they can't just keep losing forever and Mike Vrabel is invincible. But I don't think, I think Mike Vrabel is still the right guy. Mike Vrabel has got to have Rand Carthon. He's got to have Amy Adams Strunk force him to change with his coaching staff. And that's going to be in the offseason. I get it. I'm not calling for that now because it's not going to change anything now. Okay, the results are not going to change by him making changes. No, if now. anything, it needs to continue to happen just like it is to make it even more painfully obvious yeah. that something needs to change. But look, Mike Vrabel right now has got to do better with hiring his he had Jim. I've said this over and over again. Don't tell for people who want to push back, you can push back all you want. You are not going to convince me. I'll just tell you right now, you're not. And I've said it all. See, he had Jim Schwartz on the staff for two years on defense. He treated him like the gimp in Pulp Fiction. Okay? Go get Jim. He's down in the cellar, down in the chest. Go get the gimp. That was Jim Schwartz. He didn't want him to talk. He didn't want anybody to he didn't want to talk about him. But guess what? When Jim Schwartz was there doing whatever he was doing behind the scenes, because Mike Vrabel apparently didn't deem him valuable enough to talk. Or to acknowledge him. He didn't want questions asked about Jim Schwartz. Well, guess what? Did the defense look better when Jim Schwartz was magically in that building over there? Yeah. Hmm. So we just think it's a coincidence that Jim Schwartz, who's got the street cred, who's been the coordinator before, who's been a head coach, who was behind the scenes helping his young defensive coordinator, his his hand-picked defensive coordinator, his yes-man, his buddy. You don't think now that he's out of the building, the defensive coordinator in Cleveland, and the defense has fallen off a cliff, you just think that's a coincidence? I think not. You will not convince me otherwise. Mike Vrabel, and he's probably going to have to be forced from management, has got to make coaching changes. Not now, Justin, because I agree with him. Not now. It's not changing anything now. But this offseason, man, he has got to get out of his comfort zone. He's got to get out of these hand-picked dudes from Houston. By the way, how's that worked out? He has cleaned the cupboard of Houston, and they're all here now. Now look what the Titans are doing. 
Jeez, how the Texans look these days? And they brought in new wow. people down there. Oh yeah, they, they seem so, to be right now, kind of, kind of way ahead of the Titans right uh, now. Currently, at least yes. I mean through you know yeah, so, over half of a season. Conventional means sure. Uh, the, the question that we have to answer, Darren, is who who's going to force him to do that? Because what what happens is, to our knowledge, Mike Vrabel only has one definitive boss that we know of. And that's Amy Adams. Now, is Rand Carthen his boss? Well, on paper, I suppose. But every time we've asked someone, and we have talked to all of the beat writers, people who've covered this team for decades, and we've gotten mixed results on the answer. Mixed results. People don't really know. So I'm just, and I asked this question today, you know, behind the scenes on Fox 17, I'm going to ask it now. Is Rand Carthen Mike Vrabel's boss or not? Because I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I'm asking the question I don't have an answer to. I don't know if Mike Vrabel has a boss other than Amy Adams. And if that's the case, is Amy Adams going to tell Mike Vrabel you need to change coordinators? Is that what she's going to do? Because I don't know about that. I, I would question that. Is that what she... Now, listen, if she's going to do it, that's cool. I'm just saying, I know Rand Carthen might do it. But is Rand Carthen empowered to, to make such a demand of Mike Vrabel, and I'm not sure he is. How much longer are we going to have to hear Mike Vrabel say, we need to coach him better, we need to coach him up, we need to... We Listen, need to that's like, his answer. He's, that's he's all he's just, got. It's like, well, that is your all's job. You're right. So clearly, are you evaluating that you guys are not getting that part of it done? Because you keep talking about it, and we're going into what week? What is this of the season? I don't 12? know. 10 or 11, I don't know. 11, 12? Yeah. You're saying the same thing over and over and over again, and... That's not a reflection of your he's staff. He's not speaking, and we both know. I he's, know he's not giving full, truthful answers to those questions up there, and and neither has most coaches before him have not given full, truthful answers about you know the questions being asked up there because they know the answer. All right, we'll come back. We're wide open this first hour. If you want to get involved in the show, six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. That number again, six one five eight four four. 5,600 more of the McFarland show off and running on this Monday. Next. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the gambling clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help not to judge. The gambling clinic is a Tennessee based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let 
us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So call right now. 800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. We all know that natural life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Mokara Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. The TSU Tigers men's basketball team of fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top-three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin P, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip off a league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all of the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Vols playing in Hawaii. Maui Tournament playing Syracuse. They're at the half right now, and I didn't see the score. It was 30-25. 30-25, Tennessee leads. Okay, 30-25, Vols at the half. They're doing the halftime show. Oh, there we go. There's the score. Yeah. 30-25. First season without Jim Beheim. Wow. As head coach of the Orange, and that is the first time they've had a new coach since 1975. Oh, boy. About that. Uh, tonight, Chiefs hosting the Eagles. Rematch of last year's Super Bowl, so a big, huge Monday night tilt. Uh, in the NFL, over Bridgestone Arena, the Predators will be hosting the Colorado 
Avalanche. It'll be Ryan Johansson back in the house, and it'll be weird seeing him in a different uniform, but he'll be wearing a Avs sweater hmm. tonight. 7 o'clock puck drop, Preds and Avalanche. 615-844-5600. Titans go down to Jacksonville, get beat up. 34-14, make Trevor Lawrence look pretty good again. Mm-hmm. And um, not a whole lot of good. Um, only thing good that could come out of their offense is whenever they were down, what was it at that point? 27 to nothing? I guess when they did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's when they started, you know, getting creative. Yeah. Breaking out They're some like, of the, you oh, know. Okay, we're down 27 nothing, so let's do a reverse, uh, you know. Uh, whatever. All right. End around, reverse. Cool. And, and then we'll get also Big Jeff involved. Yeah, yeah. That was, so that was, that's awesome. That was cute. I mean, yeah. again, you waited till you're down 27 nothing to start getting I mean, creative. It's, it's, but it's, it's, I would also, how would you feel if, Right now, it looks like that's the only thing you can get positive. If you need Jeffrey Simmons yeah. to make things happen on offense, which is cool, right? Don't forget they used to miss the fullback, too. Uh, so you need Big Jeff to get things going on offense? There is no Yikes. offensive philosophy on this team. I cannot find a rhyme or reason. And Darren and I have been watching Titans football Literally, since the white helmets were introduced with the fireball on the side over there at Adelphia Coliseum, I have no idea, no concept of what it is this team is trying to accomplish on offense. Darren, I have not seen them in memory. I'm thinking I can't recall the last time I saw them this disjointed on offense as far as what it is they're wanting to do, and what they're trying to do. Now, I will say this. Most of the time, it hasn't been the most, um, you know, it hasn't been the most elaborate thing to figure out. They haven't been out there running, you know, Bill Walsh in the West Coast offense. It hasn't been very, it's not It's not Mike Martz and the greatest show. Like, it's not extremely complicated for most of the time. Most of the time, it's been running the football just in a different way, shape, or form, one time or another, which is why we've had three borderline Hall of Fame running backs here in this in this town over the last 25 years because the offense has run through the running game. So now we're out here looking, and it seems like they want to move away from that, but move away to what? The numbers don't make any sense. I think Will Levis was, what, 14 of 19? That, that doesn't sound like a bad game. That sounds like a pretty good game, kind of. But, mm-hmm. but, but what's... What what's happening? Like what where are these passes going? If if the quarterback went drop drop back to pass and only missed three to four or five passes, you know that sounds like a, a pretty successful afternoon. But I, apparently not because they can't move the ball. They can't. I I don't know what they're doing on or or at least what even what they're trying to do because at least, at least if I understood what they're trying to do, then I can figure that out. But you know and and Darren out. I'll stop after this. What what it feels to me, which is why I asked Barry Trotz when he was here with us, sir, explain to me the power play. Explain why I'm just sitting around and you're watching guys standing there with the puck and wide open shots and they're not shooting. Why are they making these extra passes? Please explain it to me, sir, because I do not understand and it leaves me screaming, shoot the puck! I feel like that watching the Titans offense, which is a a way I didn't think I could possibly feel. 
because I'm like, what are they? Where is this supposed to go? What are they doing? Even when they ran the ball, Darren, and it wasn't successful in the past, and that's happened quite a bit, they would run the ball, brick wall, brick wall, brick wall. Well, at least you understood where they're trying to establish the run. Maybe they can soften up the defensive line so then they can get the running game going so they can reopen the prayer. We understood it. You were frustrated about it, but you understood what it was. This, what we've seen, I don't know what, I do not know. And maybe my football IQ isn't high enough. And I just don't understand the the game within the game, but I don't understand what they're trying to do. Uh, I don't think you're alone. Just so you know, so you're you're not Tom Hanks. You're not recreating Castaway. There's a lot of people who feel the same way. Just just so you know, <laughs> what is the other clip that we uh, would like to hear from Mike Vrabel? Mm-hmm. That was was this today or yesterday? This was yesterday. Yesterday, uh, he was asked if he was afraid of his uh, job being in danger. And this is what the man said. You think your job security is an issue, Mike, or going to be? Oh, Paul, I don't, I don't try to concern myself with that. I, I really am focused on these players. I, I hurt for them. I like, I played 14 years, won some games, won some championships. I, 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 I am frustrated for the players. I'm disappointed for the players. I want them to have success. I know how hard uh, they, they work and that they put it in, put into it. So that's what my focus is. My focus is on, on coaching this team, of trying to, to get these guys to understand that there's a fine line in this league of winning and losing and, uh, and, and finding a way to get a win. That, that's what I'm focused on. I'm not, I'll let you guys you know, fire me each week or not fire me. I, don't, I really I apologize. I appreciate your question. I do. I will always understand that. We, we have to improve and we have to win. Those are things that we have to do. Do you want to know my initial reaction? When I heard that yesterday, please. My initial reaction, and I still feel the same way, is, oh, oh no. Oh, he's going to the give his resume now with with these type of questions. I was a player for fourteen years and I won championship. That's you know. I was like, oh, you know who oh, else did that? Oh, oh, we're there. Hmm. And the reason I say that is because that's the. <laughs> That's the one. That's the flex, right? Like hey, I was a player. I, like I know what it takes to win. Like I know what it looks like. But it's also the. This is just my opinion, man. I don't have any answers. Okay, you're at. You guys are at. Like I get it. You're gonna ask me questions. I don't have any answers. If I had the answers, we'd be winning. Yeah, we'd be fixed. It wouldn't look like this. I, I can't go scorched earth up here. I can't. I can't tell you all the bad things that are going on. I can't tell you. You know. And he could just go down the list of all the all the things he knows. That's why I said, "Look, I know people. I've been a little part of me is surprised at how quickly this fan base has turned on Mike Vrabel. It, it is pretty amazing. Like it is the layers that we've gone through this season. Think about it. Remember at the beginning, it was all left tackle, right? Yeah. Let's see. We've gone from left tackle, Ryan Tannehill." Um, give me some other to, layers to of the, just like the blame game. Like oh, who's left who, tackle, left tackle, Ryan Tannehill, uh, John Robinson, John the, Robinson was the, sure, other, was the sure. other really big one yep. there that people were blaming for everything. Um, and the, for me, those are the big three because those are the changes that they made. They changed the offensive line. They changed their quarterback. They let go of John Robinson. So th- those were the things that people were harping on all the time. And they changed all of that. 
all of it. Yeah. And it's still not better. Trey Lynn's in there a little bit. You know, Eh. Chick's in there a little bit. I mean, we could go to the list. There's a little bit of everything. The the John Robinson thing encompasses a whole bunch of stuff. Sure. Because there you get the A.J. Brown trade. You get the draft picks. You get, you know, the questionable free agency moves. So John Robinson in and of itself, it should be like John Robinson, section A, B, C, D, E. Malik uh, Willis is in there a little all, bit. See, you can put that on John I know, Robinson. I know, I see, know. that's another it's John a Robinson category. subsection <laughs> of, you know, it's like if you're doing an outline, you know, number one, then you have A, B, C, D. You know, it, it, yeah, John stick Robinson. Stick it in the file, right? Yeah, it, John Robinson's got a bunch. A lot of these get shoved into a file. Yeah. And so I know the John Robinson file is the biggest. That's the big one. But now it's they've turned their attention to Mike Rabel. And I, I, look, again, he's not in trouble, folks. He's not going anywhere. I, I don't think he is. Do I think they need to force him to make changes? Yes. In my opinion, mm. these, are the, these are the two things that I think Amy Adams Strunk, ultimately, because she's the one who has – the biggest stick, right? Without a doubt, she she yields the biggest stick. I I don't know what ran. I don't know what stick he possesses. I don't know how much power he possesses. But I do know, so I guess for the sake of, because I've got a question mark over Rand Carthon, because I don't know. Yeah. it's. I guess I will direct it toward Amy Adamstrong. You need to, I already said it in the last segment, you've got to force him to do better with his his coaching staff in the offseason. There, there needs to be real changes. He's got to think outside the box. He's got to get dudes with skins on the wall or these up and come, like not comfort zone, not some guys from Houston is past. Yes, men. No, none of that. He's got to be forced to do it. The other thing is if he is truly running the show, if he's running the show, She's got to strip him of that. Because, Bo, by the way, he saw that in Houston. We've been making fun of Houston for a long time. Bill O'Brien show. When he started running the show is when that thing turned into a bleep show. Okay? When he started running the show, it turned into a bleep show. And we don't need a bleep show here. Because if Rabel's running everything, right now it does not look good with him running everything. He doesn't need to run everything. Okay? There needs to be separation. Well, he's Church not running everything. Okay, he's, he's collaborating. Remember? No, don't, don't, no, 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 don't give no, me collaboration. Because this, no, because this is what they did to us. No, it's not about what I we're know. doing. It's what what they have done with their PR of this whole situation, which has left us asking these questions. Justin, you're married. I am. Do you guys collaborate? We do. When you really get down to it, is is one calling yeah. the shots yeah. more than the other? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay. Okay. Damon, you're married. Yeah. Grab that mic. Ray Charles. I'll try, got I'll Georgia. try to stay out of that I question. I know you got Georgia on your mind. You're married. <laughs> yes. You guys collaborate, don't you? Yes, but most of the time I say yes, baby. Yeah. W- okay. When you say one makes more of the decisions than the other? Yeah, okay. Yeah, even though you guys collaborate. Right, right. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm getting at. Like we Oh, I, I know. I can just ask everybody. Like we all know collaboration's a nice fun word that we're in this together and yeah, we're a team and we're married and all that. Yeah, well somebody still, when you get down to it, somebody is got a little bit bigger stick than the other. Somebody's making a little bit more decisions than the other one is. They have got to define who that is. 
and we've been through this movie before, Darren. We've been through we've been through Ford Reese and Jeff, Jeff Fisher took, and all this stuff. We've when been Jeff through that. was running the show because you were there and I was there. How'd that turn out? Not well. Not well. Not well. Darren. It was much better when Floyd was yes. buying the Separation. groceries and Jeff was cooking. Thank you. There's got to be some negotiation, though, because you can say, I can tell my wife, I want to do this, do that. She's going to come back with something. So somewhere along the way, you're going to compromise. Well, compromise, collaboration, that's okay. That's in the, is that okay. in the same file? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe those are separate files. Not with my family. All right. Maybe those are separate files. All right. We'll we'll take a break. We can agree on that. Let's collaborate and take a break. We'll come back. More of the McFarland Show next. And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways. Keep an eye out for kids at play and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air. Going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. Located at 5410 Murfreesboro Road in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers is one-stop shopping for all your liquor, beer, and wine needs and has been a multiple winner annually in the best of Rutherford County voting for best liquor store and top wine shop. Featuring the lowest prices, the best customer service with unsurpassed knowledge, City Slickers offers the largest craft beer selection in Rutherford and southeastern Davidson counties and has beer on tap at its Growler Filling Station. City Slickers also sells mixers, sodas, snacks, tobacco products, and the Tennessee Lottery and can place special orders and assist with all your events and even wedding planning. Make sure you follow City Slickers on all their social media or just give them a call at 615-280-7469. That's 615-280-7469. Located in the heart of Laverne, City Slickers. I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you. So no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family. Or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953 800-413-3953 That's 800-413-3953 Jim Rome is here weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio, WNSR. Give the show a couple of weeks. You're not going to like it. Nobody likes this show the first time they heard it. My wife hated the show. I married her. Give it two weeks. If after two weeks you can honestly say to me, you know what? I listened every day for two weeks, and the truth is I hate you more now than I did the first day. Then I'm going to be man enough to say to you, you know what? You probably aren't that smart. Jim Rome, 11 to 2 on Nashville's original sports radio, WNSR. 
your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Sky Scan Forecast. For today, we'll have mostly cloudy skies with a shower in spots, high 70. Cloud showers and maybe a thunderstorm tonight into Tuesday, the low tonight 52. Tuesday's high 66, partly sunny Wednesday. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Georgia, Georgia, the whole day. Sing it, David. Sing it. Say the words, George. I, I can't do it. Sweet song. Says Georgia. Keeps Georgia on oh, my mind. Get the words right now. You know what race is. I want to get the words you right. You know what race is. Don't pretend like you don't know what race is. Okay, that's enough. I said it's no, Georgia. This is good. Georgia. Come on now. I Whoa, hate Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. I will never go to Georgia oh, ever in my life. At least for the next year. Because after that first play, my heart was sweeping the rest of the day. Yeah. George's offense went through Tennessee's defense like moonlight through the pine. Uh, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> In respect of what I said I would do, I played Georgia on my mind. All right. So that was... That was one time. That was one installment, <laughs> one installment. of Damon Keene and his lost bet. Sweet song. Oh, man. That was <laughs> Damon, hard. Damon, the UT fan. That was hard. But the best thing about it is my balls on basketball team I just took a 10-point lead. So, hey. Make it 11. 38-27. So that makes me feel better. Tennessee well, over Syracuse. About Can 17 minutes to go. There's a white boy on Tennessee team that plays like Larry Bird right there. Dalton Connect. Y'all remember that name? Uh, yeah, we can ask Vince about him. He's bad. <laughs> He's bad to the bone. Yeah. He's good. But, Damon, the regular season has not been the problem for the Vols in basketball. <laughs> no, no. No. But we'll worry about that another day. Well, there's, there's, there's plenty of time. But, but there's another what? day for to that. To get to all that. coming up. So, hey, who you picking in that game? <laughs> Uh, by the way, speaking of basketball, TSU hoops tonight at the Gentry Center. All 7 right. o'clock tip-off. And, of course, that can be heard right here on these airwaves. All right. Sounds good. TSU, by the way, uh, Brian Collins. Uh, Brian Penny, Penny Collins. 3-1. Three, three Tigers 3-1. and one Nice this. start. Nice start. Yeah. By the way, speaking of TSU. Yeah. What the heck happened to them Saturday? Tennessee Tech. What happened? Well, they finished the season. That's Thir- what happened. 35 nothing? I mean. Really? They finished the season. Where'd their offense go? Bless them. They got the six wins. And I think everybody was thrilled. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of where we are. And then it kind of just hit a wall. It's, listen, they, they got their first winning season in seven years. That's that's kind of where we're going. 615-844-5600. So, you heard what I had to say. Do you agree or disagree? On which part now? Because I just, I don't think, <laughs> well, on the whole micro, look, people are going to, 
And like I said, everything has a shelf. Like I, I get it. Like there is a chance. I don't believe it because I think they'll probably go five and twelve. Is there a chance they could lose out again? Yeah, there is a yeah, chance. There's a chance. Yeah, I think they'll probably finish five and twelve. So five and twelve means when they lost their last seven last year, and five and twelve this year, that puts them at what a twelve and. Twelve and nineteen clip. Yeah, in their last thirty-one. Yeah, last two seasons. Twelve wins and thirty-one games. Not good. Not good. Not it, good. Again, it's not going to cost him his job, but I do think that look, there, you're going to have to make changes. There's no way. It's this is like mm-hmm. what I said to you about the Predators. You you can't trot everybody back and be like, hey, I promise you things are going to get better. That's not how it works in professional sports. Like you'll have to make changes. And I just hope they make him make serious changes. I don't know if he... Okay. He should make changes. He should. Now, will he? I don't know about that. I don't know if he'll have to make changes. Because, again, I don't know who over in that building is going to make him make changes that he doesn't want to make. Um, You know, now, there was somebody there that could say, hey... You know, let me talk to you for a minute. I don't think this is working out. You know, I think we need to go in this direction. Either you uh, let go of these coordinators or, you know, we're going to fire you. You know, I, who uh, who's going to say that? I don't know if anybody over in the building is empowered to say that other than Amy Adams. And I don't know if she's going to say it. I, I just don't. Um, we don't know enough about what she thinks about this entire operation to know one way or the other. Should she... Or someone step in and perhaps insist that the offense move in a different direction? Yes, but but here's what's going to happen, I think, ultimately, Darren, is they won't have to change coordinators. They'll change direction based on personnel alone. Because if you get Derrick Henry off of this football team, the offensive direction will automatically have to change. It will have to change. It will have to pick a direction. Because right now, I still think they're caught between two different places and it's kind of tearing them apart. My personal Justin McFarlane belief is that they should run the offense through Will Levis and let him, let him deal, let him throw the ball here, there and everywhere on almost every down that that's, you know, with the intermittent runs of Tajay Spears, that's my belief. If you're going to do the Derrick Henry thing, then do it, but they don't want to do it. If they had wanted to do it, they would have done it, but they don't want to do it. So, if you don't want to do it, fine. Cool with me. It ain't hurt my feelings. Let him go. Just let him go. He can go somewhere else and whatever is going to happen with that. And this team can choose a direction in which to go. And this offense can finally run through the quarterback. Finally. But, you know, first to me, you got to remove Derrick Henry. Once you remove Derrick Henry, then everything else can take shape around trying to build in and around Will Levis. Now, what do they do at backup quarterback? That's a great question. I don't know what you what you're doing with that. Um, you know, what are you doing at where do you find the next generation of offensive tackles and and guards that can fix the line? It's an excellent question. I'm not really sure on that. Where are you going to find another defensive playmaker? They need a cornerback bad. They need defensive back help bad. Where are you getting them? And the draft, free agency, I mean, all of that has got to be figured out. They need more wide receiver help. They need depth really bad. So there's a lot of holes here. They need to be able to get to the quarterback, which they have not been able to do. Not been able to do. And, you know, is that lack of creativity or is that lack of 
uh, guys being able to get off blocks and make plays. I, I don't know what the right answer to that is, but no, they have not been able to get to the quarterback. And even the defense has played reasonably well. It doesn't matter because the offense can't stay on the field anyway. They can't sustain drives. So Jeffrey Simmons and company are going to be out there a lot. Final break. Come back, wrap up the first hour next. Hmm. This is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children, but don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share. TennesseeMeals.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters. When you've experienced the loss of a loved one, you can trust SAG Funeral Home to guide you through the process of honoring their life. At SAG Funeral Home, they pride themselves in serving families in Nashville and surrounding areas with dignity, respect, and compassion. The staff is experienced in a variety of funeral services and can help you celebrate your loved one, no matter your religion, culture, or budget. Family and veteran-owned funeral home and cremations now are handled all in one location. We'll help create a personalized experience to pay tribute to your loved one's unique life. Ask about the pre-planning service as well. SAG Funeral Home. Serving Nashville and Middle Tennessee for over 40 years. In your time of need, you need someone you can trust who can provide comfort to your family in a very professional way. SAG Funeral Home, 1503 Buchanan Street. Call today, 615-244-5044. 615-244-5044. SAG Funeral Home. For comfort and care in your time of need. SAG Funeral home proud sponsor of tsu football on wnsr have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes no no one does if you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the irs i've got some free advice for you this service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the irs ten thousand dollars or more in back taxes and if you qualify we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the irs or our services cost you nothing the first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. 800 That's 800 642 Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Callaway Paradigm Woods, forged carbon for unparalleled distance and forgiveness. Now up to $100 off. And from Bushnell, the new Tour V6 Series laser rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home with a 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or online at WorldwideGolf.com. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I'm not surprised, and I think Kevin Byer gets it. Producer Debbie is the, not happy. The, well, she shouldn't be when they ran off Jeff Fisher, that no one was happy about that because everybody loved him. It, it was all business. He's due $14 million next year, okay? Not going to be on the roster next year. Get something for him. Grant Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. Jets get thumped by the Bills. And today, Robert Sala says, Zach Wilson, he's seen enough. Take a seat, buddy. Seen enough. I think someone said that from jump. (laughs) I mean, you can't play in this league, man. Sorry. I know you keep trying to cram that square peg in the round hole because you picked him number two overall, but that ain't going to make him better. I mean, By, by the way, your Bears did that with Mitch Trubisky. Didn't make things better. He listen, was the number two pick overall. You live and die with these draft picks. Mariota, number two pick here. The general managers live and die with the draft picks. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, but it's true. So, you know, you pick the wrong guy, you know, their consequences, un, unless it's proven that there really wasn't another guy anywhere else. But when you miss and you should have picked that guy instead of this guy, oh. They, they never let you forget it. Pittsburgh fell in Cleveland to the Browns. Kenny Pickett, man. I'm just wow. telling you, he can't. He's he's not good, man. Wow. You should see some of the throws he made. Oh. It, it's wow. I watched the ending like, of that game, and it was... Where, uh, where, where was that? Who I was mean... That? Who was that to? I just kept waiting for the Mike Tomlin dust to come flying out from somewhere. Right. And it almost came out that, a couple times, and, and then this time it didn't. It's his game, right? This that's, is his that's game. That's the game. He's he in the phone booth. Yeah. Close game. <laughs> this time, he got <laughs> bit by the dog. Didn't work. It didn't work this time. So, Tell you know, what. congratulations to the Browns. It w- I know we're doing a top 10 on Wednesday. Yeah. But that, that division had all the playoff teams yeah at and one it's point in yeah. danger of losing losing again everybody yeah other than the, the division winner yeah if you're not careful yeah there, i mean i know there's still ways to go but, oh yeah, yeah yeah but by the way don't look now but here they come who's they denver broncos hey. <laughs> wait a minute here they come i'm gonna stop rut rope better stop watch out Putting, you better part, start putting respect on Russell Wilson and Sean Payton's name. You know, everybody wants to laugh at them when they're down. I'm telling you, stop laughing at them. Those men are champions, and they've got a little bit of tire, you know, tread left on the tire, okay? So, you know, it's chill fun, out. It's a fun game last night. Yeah, very fun game. It Broncos, was. Vikings. Josh Dobbs, man. What a story. Man. What a story. All right, that'll do it for hour number one. We'll come back. We'll head east. We'll go to Knoxville. We'll bring in our man, Vince Ferrara, and we will do that (laughs) next. Five sixty AM, ninety five nine FM, Brentwood, Nashville, one zero seven nine FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first twenty four hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Rena Roy. We're learning more about patients trapped in Al-Shifa Hospital in Gaza. ABC's Matt Gutman in Tel Aviv. For the past week, we've been telling you the story about those 40 Palestinian premature infants at Al-Shifa Hospital who had to be taken out of their incubators due to lack of electricity. A short time ago, we learned that 28 of them were transferred out of Gaza and into Egypt. 
for further treatment. Fighting between IDF and Hamas continues near another hospital in northern Gaza. A celebration of life for Rosalind Carter will begin next week at the Carter Center. The former first lady died yesterday at the age of 96. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer signing bipartisan legislation to stop convicted domestic abusers from owning guns. Will ban convicted those who are convicted of domestic violence from buying owning or transporting firearms for eight years after sentencing. The TSA expects to screen 30 million flyers between now and Sunday with the busiest days tomorrow and Wednesday. This is ABC News. Hi, what brings you to the clinic today? Oh, the baby's not feeling well. I think she might have a fever. Ah, well, let's check her temp with the Exergen thermometer. You're right. These Exergen thermometers are very accurate. Reads 101.2. Oh, gosh. Well, that Exergen thermometer sure is fast and easy to use. Yes, and many doctors recommend Exergen for home use. Exergen thermometers backed by over 100 clinical studies are available at Walmart and participating retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. What's for dinner? Burgers? After last week? No thanks. Avoiding foods due to fear of diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools? It may not be just stomach issues. It could be EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency. EPI can cause uncomfortable symptoms because it's a condition where the pancreas doesn't release enough digestive enzymes to break down food. But EPI can be managed. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor about your symptoms. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by Abby. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Alrighty then. Now, The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the McFarland Show here on this Monday afternoon. Hope everybody is having a good day. We are the McFarlands. Darren and Justin here with you. We're live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. Damon Keene is alongside. He's already played one installment of Georgia on his mind. Yes. He's in all black today. He's in mourning. Georgia in his nightmares. I like the song. So It's a beautiful I mean, song. Doesn't bother me. 
Oh, they can uh, play it all the time. Apparently, Great. Vince is getting a tattoo right now, so he's out of pocket. No, he lost, not true. lost that's a not bet? True. That's not true. I was just having fun. Okay. No. We're, uh, we're efforting. We are. Vince Ferrara, the sports animal there in Knoxville. So, uh, we're efforting him because we're uh, trying to talk about this uh, Tennessee football game <laughs> um, where they took on Georgia over the weekend. Um, you know, so while we're waiting, okay, well, we're waiting on Vince here and we'll get him here. I, I just want to give out, a, you know, just a, a, an overall thought here on, on the Tennessee-Georgia game. As Darren pointed out, once Tennessee lost the lead, the game was largely over. And it shows the weight class that Georgia's in compared to the weight class that Tennessee is in. Uh, ultimately, and I've said this time and time again, this you know the, this loss for Tennessee to me didn't mean a whole lot of anything. They they're just going from a nine and three team to an eight and four team is you know is what's going to end up happening. Their bowl game maybe shifts a little, but ultimately in the grand scheme of things, to, to lose to Georgia, I I don't think it really hurts or impacts them in any way, shape, or form. Everybody was expecting them to lose. They lost. Um, they look good? No. Do we know Joe Milton is not good enough to do all the things that I think Josh Heibel wants to do? I think we've been known that. Yeah. So now is just the time. You go play Vandy, you go play the bowl game, and you move on. You move on to the offseason. You move on to next year. You move on to spring ball. You bring in Nico, and then you rev up the offense for what you think is going to be the rebirth and the comeback of the Josh Heupel offense because it became obvious a little while ago that Joe Milton is not Hendon Hooker and could not do the things with the football that Hendon Hooker could to make the offense go the way Josh Heupel wants it to. All right. Um, I was just kidding about Vince getting a tattoo. That's not true. Let's go to Knoxville. Our man Vince Ferrara, the sports animal there. He does a morning show with John Wilkerson. Vinny, how the heck are you? I'm good, guys. How we doing? Apologies on our end. That was on us, so sorry we're getting to you a little bit late. Uh, let's just start right where we were stalling and talking about the game. And look, I, you've heard me say this before, and if I say bless his heart, you know in the South you can say anything after that. So bless his heart. Uh, Joe Milton, I know you're around. He's a super nice guy. It's very clear everybody likes him. He's a great teammate. But really, when you get down to it, and I know not all this is his fault. I get it. I know it's not. But when sometimes you need, it's the most important position on the field. We all know that. And sometimes you need that position to will you to victory. Hendon Hooker was able to do that. Hendon Hooker was different in that Josh Heupel system. Joe Milton, I'm sorry. He's just not good enough to win these type of games, in my opinion. Well, I, I mean, they didn't win this game with Hendon Hooker last, last year, so you need to make up more ground than than going from Hendon Hooker to Joe Milton. So that, that I, I think it's unfair as a bar, Hendon Hooker, that he's a special guy, and the gap between Tennessee and Georgia is too big. For, for one player to make up the ground. Now, if you want to look at the totality of the season, then I'm with you. But I, the bar isn't winning this kind of game. What was alarming is that they weren't competitive once Georgia got on the scoreboard and then took the lead. 
Yeah. But that's that's the the so to me that's beyond the the quarterback position. And and again, you mentioned it. Yes, it's more than him, but one player can can spark guys, but it's one player plus other important players that the leadership on this team to me is in question when you get housed back to back weeks mm-hmm. and in all four of your losses teams go on long runs and it's an avalanche that you have no answer to so that that yes can the quarterback help if you have Hendon Hooker there can he help you with some of those things yes but he was there for South Carolina and Georgia last year the thing is, they had other ways to win other games besides those two, and there hasn't been enough of that kind of willing the team to win or putting them on the back. Milton hasn't been able to do that. That's why it's at 7-4. and four. That's the bigger question versus, well, you can't win this kind of game with a quarterback like Joe Milton because the bar isn't this. It should be on what you do for the totality of the season, in my opinion. How do you let down Dolly and Peyton in, on the same day? You know, how do you do that? Oh, well, you talk about the audio or the results of the game? The results of the game. Uh, well, tell me about okay. the audio. Uh, yeah, the audio was all kinds of out of whack. It was, <laughs> uh, yeah, she she couldn't hear it, and she, she didn't hear the band, so... It was out of sync. Uh, it wasn't connected and what her singing Rocky Top towards what was actually playing because she couldn't hear it. And it was the technical difficulties and it, it just, you know, it was not good. It was definitely not anything close to what they wanted. So it was a missed opportunity there. And so, you know, a lot of people reacted to it. She handled like a pro. We really couldn't hear it. She, she really did. She really did. Yeah, I, I heard she, you know, she did a great job in the interview when they asked her about it and everything. So she did the best she could, but um, no surprise she can handle a situation like that. But I mean, you could argue she handled her adversity more better than Tennessee did once Georgia started rolling. <laughs> so. Wow! Ouch! Rare. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I uh, I suspect your phone lines have not been quiet at the sports animal today. So how bad has the fallout been with the fan base or yeah, was it just, ah, we knew we were going to, we weren't going to be Georgia. So, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the, Hey, you know, since fans calling saying, Hey, how can we lose to Georgia or, or anything like that? I'm out in the crowd in for the ball network pregame. And then obviously just, walking by fans and stopping to talk to fans and things like that. So you just get a good feel for what the energy level is going into a game. And it was pretty unusual for a big opponent there for Tennessee. Even if they're if the the balls are under a man, fans are usually pretty jacked up and and trying to make the most of it. I, I thought, you know, they were there in full force physically, but I, I just thought they were little little flat uh didn't really have the juice that i'm used to seeing them have when they're excited about big games and look they 
they leveled up when Jalen Wright took of the house on the first play, and then when Dolly came out, so that they peaked. But just after that, it, there just wasn't any wasn't anything to go back to for the fans on the field, and you can't necessarily blame them for that. But I think fans have had the feeling going in, and kind of the 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 air has been taken out of their sail a little a little bit. Uh, going in because of what happened last week, I think I think last week really kind of hit hard and, and was a, a a gut punch, so to speak. Uh, so you know, I, I think they knew a lot of fans knew what was going to happen, and um, it, it's still it's hard to swallow seeing them not be in a game and not be able to stop and have an answer when things aren't going well and. You know, with the, back to the leadership real quick and connected to that, I, I think what's unfortunate is just a circumstance is some of Tennessee's best leaders haven't been on the field for much of the season for this team. And that's Brew McCoy and Keenan Peely. And so that's circumstantial. And you can, you can be as, you can be a perfect leader on the sideline. I asked Josh Heupel about this today. I've asked national analysts. I've asked former players about this how big of a difference is it in being a leader when you're not playing and out there with those guys in game as a teammate to lead and i alluded to is like yeah there's there's a difference you know guys are doing the best they can things like that but it is a drop-off in how you can impact guys you have to be in the middle of things to really really input your teammates and this team needs everybody that can possibly help them be accountable or check themselves with the way things have gone. And, and that's sort of circumstantial more so than, Oh, they got a bunch of uh, bad kids and bad leaders. A little bit is who was missing and not able to fully be out there. Sidebar real quick. Yeah. It's stunk seeing Jordan Travis go down. He, he's, he's done. If Florida State can still beat Florida and what Louisville and go undefeated, do you think this committee will put in the Seminoles with a backup quarterback, in your opinion? I mean, the track record is there for them to judge teams off of what they've accomplished and not make assumptions of what those what that team is going to be with a backup quarterback. But the thing is, is that there, there is precedent for it. Ohio State, you know, they, they went at three quarterbacks during during uh, their title run. Cardell Jones. That yeah, that, that's why I pushed back on like everybody's thrown that example out there, but they didn't have a they didn't have a clear one. Okay, they had they they just had three dudes. Like Jordan Travis is their clear number one quarterback, right? I don't have a clue how this backup is going to be, but I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty pretty significant drop-off from Jordan Travis, don't you think? Uh, it, it, he should, but I think maybe the biggest reason, the biggest thing is is that this is a different committee. Yeah. So it, they, may, they may say that's what we're doing and then vote it differently <laughs> as a group. There may be some people that agree with that, and there may be some that say that that's what they're going to do and then vote otherwise, and the votes are enough to sway it the other direction and leave them out. 
I don't I don't think it's cut and dry. A lot of it just depends on who else is there on the table to compare them with. If it's an easy decision for them and and there's not a one for one, then yeah, they'll they'll put them in there. But I I, I just don't know how this group of people is going to to judge them. And I, I don't have a problem with it if they judge them based on what they've done. My my thing is there's Washington and some others have better wins than they do if you come down to those kind of tiebreakers. So there's no guarantee they would have got in anyway. I don't think it's a, hey, they left them out. You know why I'm asking you, though, right? I'm asking you because I think there's a real shot Alabama beats Georgia. And I think it's going to be a mess when that happens. I really do. I believe in – I really think there's a shot that Alabama pulls off the upset – and beats them in the SEC championship game, then what? What do you do with Georgia? Oh, to me, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear scenarios about Georgia being left out. I don't. I don't see it. Two-time defending champion, especially if it's a close competitive game. Uh, uh-uh. there. I think they are on a different level from everybody else. Right, but if Florida State's undefeated, that's why I'm asking the question. You know what I mean? Like. We know Michigan, Ohio State, one of them is going to lose. And then Washington, let's say they remain undefeated. You know what I mean? Are you going to put in the the one-loss Georgia team over an undefeated? Yeah, in that scenario, when you have multiple undefeateds, yes. But, um, yeah, if if you're comparing them with any other one-loss team, uh, they're not leaving Georgia out. But, yeah, I guess that would be the one scenario where – um, I, I don't, yeah, that, that's tough. They would probably give it to Florida state, I would think, but, uh, it's not an automatic, it depends on how that championship game goes, Yeah, you know, and then what does Florida state look like? Do they have a close call against a, a five win Florida team? So what, what do they look like? And maybe that opens the door for them to judge them uh, post George Travis. So Vince, uh, I know a lot of fans, uh, I was listening to some of the reaction from some of the uh, Vol Nation out there on YouTube and other channels and places like that, um, where they have been calling for Nico. And a lot of people felt like uh, Nico should have came into the game uh, pretty early on instead of uh, sticking um, with where they were here. So me personally, I do not understand the thirst uh, to see Nico at this particular moment in time, you know he's going to be there. You know he's going to be the guy. So, so what is the rush for fans to see Nico? Is it more of a hatred of Joe Milton, or is it just this thirst to see something different? Really, Justin, I haven't heard anyone bring up Nico at all. It's no, you haven't heard that. It's just me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's Nico? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the sports center uh, guy, Nico Aviala. Yeah, uh, actually, yes. Guys that, guys that are calling games are are pronouncing it that way. Yes, uh, but uh, yes, this has been going on for a while. I think some fans, some fans had their mind made up on Joe Milton going into the year, and then for others, it didn't take them long to see what they needed to see. And then you had that little stretch of a couple of games we played really well, and, and then the last two games you you have you've seen a step back and not be able to build off of that. So 
it, I think the frustrating thing for, for fans is in some in these last two games when things are getting away from them, like fans wanted Josh Heupel in the moment to try to do something to spark his team. And kind of alluding to, to Darren's initial question, what do you have to lose? And, and try to win the game in the moment. And the bottom line is, is when he was asked about it in the postgame, why he didn't go to Nico in that game, he, he was asked, what, is it because he's at three games played right now? And when you get to four, that's the max of what you can play to maintain your red shirt. And bowl games do not, postseason does not count towards that. So he could play just one more game, four, and then still red shirt for this year. So Hypo referenced that as, as a reason. And then he also said there are some other things, with, you know, on the field reasons for it which to me what the way i interpret that is is that would have been a no-win situation for him and we want to put him in situations where he can get him experience build his confidence and have better chance for success i.e vanderbilt next week so rather than georgia when you're you're getting blown out but for some fans they don't they don't want him they don't want hypo to wait until the game is out of hand before deciding to put him in in garbage time. They want him to go to Nico earlier. In fact, plenty of people that want Heupel to start Nico against Vanderbilt. And I don't see that happening at all either. And so, look, the the unfortunate thing is, as Heupel said early in the year, that they weren't looking at him as trying to redshirt him this year. He was their number two guy, and that's all they had in terms of scholarship guys. And they believed in him. And so however many games he played, he played. And unfortunately, when he did play, he didn't play very much because you weren't able to separate from your opponents early enough. And then Hypo, I don't think, goes to the bench quickly enough on offense, just in general. And that was the case last year with Hypo to Milton and everybody else. And then the other thing that fans have brought up, and, and I think it's a fair point, is if Nico is as special as he's supposed to be, and many expect him to be, as one of the top-rated quarterbacks and five-stars, you're going to redshirt him, but if he's that good, he's not even going to make it to that length of eligibility to get that extra Thank you. Year. Thank you, Vince. I kept seeing that all over social media this weekend. I'm like, what do you guys think that, what, he's going to run out of, he's going to be there if he's this good? You think he's going to be guy. there till the end? Really? Right. Come on. That's, that, but, that but was literally my initial thought is, what do you care about a redshirt season? If he's as good as everybody thinks he is, you ain't going to be worrying about no redshirt year. I, I think, I think, uh, I think Darren, what it comes down to is now you're so close to it that you want to, you're, you're right there. You, you feel like you might as well do it, that there's not the payoff. Had they been able to, and I do think that Heupel probably thought, Hey, if, if if we're if we're really good on offense, if we get him a chance to get him a ton of playing time, we won't worry about a red shirt. We'll we'll get him out there. We will get him a ton of experience and see where it goes. And then if uh, Milton goes down or he's not playing well, then we can go to him. I, I do think that that was on the table, but now that I think he looks at it differently because they're so close to the finish line, you you might as then 
in their view of it, you might as well, even though, yes, he, he may not even get there, at least you got it in case things play out. It could be injuries or uh, slower development than you think or any other other reason. At least you got it since you're so close to the finish line. I think that's probably why they took it a different approach now than what they had planned going in. Tennessee leads Syracuse 59-52, just over four minutes to go out in Maui. Vinny, appreciate the visit as always. Have Thanks, a sir. great week. Happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for your visits every mm-hmm. week. And uh, are you going back home? Uh, not for Thanksgiving, but for Christmas. Okay. And that's why if Tennessee wins uh, the game, they are heavily favored to win against you Vanderbilt. You want to see sit to Tampa, don't you? Uh, Tampa, or I'll take Jacksonville as well. Okay. Beggars can't be choosers, but at least that's all. That, that looks like where they could go. And just breaking news on the way out: Dalton Connect is good at basketball. So I just wanted to leave you guys with that, and thank you for everything you guys do and having me on. Uh, is he the white guy? Actually. Is he the white guy? Yeah, Damon. Damon referenced him as the Larry Bird, and I said, "Is that the only white guy you remembered playing basketball?" He is I mean, good, though. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave that alone. And, uh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Got nothing to say about any of that. That's because nobody I'll, else could think of another one. No, that's not true. It <laughs> just don't means be scared, Vince. They were way over time. We should have gone to break a little while ago. So I don't, you know. Yeah. Darren's in here messing I'll, up the clock and you know trying to mess us up all at the same time. I said he was the Larry Bird of basketball. I, the white was Larry way. Bird of basketball. Well, either way, of Tennessee. <laughs> Larry Bird of basketball. Larry Bird of Tennessee. There we go. Uh, Vinny, well, uh, thank you so much. I'm sorry. I derailed us a little bit. Despite that, happy Thanksgiving to Damon and then you guys as well and everybody listening. So appreciate <laughs> thank you, you guys. Thank, thank you, Vince. You, thank you, sir. Vince Ferrara, the sports animal there in Knoxville, 99.1. He does a morning show with John Wilkerson. They do a great job. And he joins us every week on the program. Yes. When we come back, Caucasian basketball players will be the topic Can of discussion. Name Someone other than Larry Bird. (sighs) More of the McFarland Show next, I think. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Post-COVID travel is on a surge. Many of you are traveling for fun because you've been locked up for two years. Listen, whether you're traveling for fun to Italy, Greece, Spain, France, or somewhere else fun in the world, or USA, now is a great time to book before the crowds hit and save. Plus, with a strong U.S. dollar, you'll get more travel bang for your buck. Right now is a smart time to make your reservations and call low-cost airlines. With one phone call, you can let us do all the work for free. We'll shop hundreds of airlines, hotels, resorts, and give you a way to save huge money on your vacation plans. And if you call right now, we'll give you a free hotel room with a qualified travel purchase. So call right now. 800-704-1662-800-704-1662-800-704-1662. That's 800-704-1662. 
Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team from any seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville Double Stack or the world-famous Bar Lines Grinder. Oh, you've never heard of the Bar Lines Grinder? Two kinds of cheese, lettuce, Dijon, smoked turkey, smoked bacon, smoked ham. Now that's some smoke you want. Local brews and local spirits are on tap at Bar Lines. Take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of Music City. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we're in the City of Angels as the Seattle Seahawks swoop into L.A. to face the Rams. The Rams can protect their house with Aaron Donald, then put up points with Puka and Cop. The Hawks can fly downfield thanks to Geno feeding it to Lockett or D.K. Metcalf. Fires to the middle, it's caught! Touchdown, Seattle! D.K. Metcalf! It's the Seahawks at the Rams, this Sunday on Sports USA. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. The McFarland Show. Video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare Studio. We thank Vince for joining us. Good stuff from him. Mm-hmm. Big one in college football, Ohio State and Michigan. Six times they have yes. met. When both teams are undefeated. Saturday morning on Fox 17, by the way. Yeah, there we go. Nice plug. Thank you, sir. Well done. Titans fall in Jacksonville. Titans will be home against Carolina. Thank goodness. A one-win team. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched Carolina. They, they're they not very good. They weren't all. good. I watched them in the Chicago game uh, a couple of weeks ago on Thursday night. And no, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. A long way to go. By the way, the Bears, yikes. Wow. See, that this is why Detroit is different wow. this year, okay? You can you can give me the past all mm-hmm. you want, but mm-hmm. this is why we do a, a top 10 for current. Mm-hmm. Any Detroit team of the past, they lose that game. That that's that's just a game that the Detroit Lions have lost over yeah. and over yeah. and over. That's true. And over and over again. Even Did to I say the Bears. Over? Yeah. Even to the Bears. Oh, yeah. Well, Bears have had more good years than bad years. No. Okay. Right? Well. Uh, over over <laughs> decades. <laughs> They've had more good years than the Lions have. That's They've for sure. They've had a lot more good years than the Lions. That's true. But the Lions were down 13 or 12 with four minutes, four or yeah, five minutes it, to it go. Was, yeah. It was implosion. And Jared Goff, honestly, 
for three quarters was not good. And the fourth quarter, he turned it on. He found something. Especially late. And so the Lions came away with a miraculous victory. Mm -hmm. And Aiden Hutchinson was huge. Yeah. He was the second pick overall in the draft. That helps. A couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And they're getting huge production out of him. That helps. Amon St. Brown was a draft pick by Mm -hmm. the Lions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their running back was a draft pick. Yeah. Just by the Lions this past year. Helps a lot of those out. guys that they're getting big production out of were draft picks. Now, we know they traded for Jared Goff, and they traded away Matthew Stafford and got a lot of in return, right? They got they a lot in return. And they went out and uh, they acquired other guys, but they've done it you know, both ways, which you have to. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's just a game they never won, uh, would have won in the past. And it gets us back to the home team. And the reality is Mike Vrabel knows it. You can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his words. He has no answers because he knows this team is not very good. Do I think it's all on the players or lack of talent? No, I don't, as I've stated on the show today. I do believe it's a combination. It's more about the lack of talent on the roster, but I don't think the coaches are helping the situation. They're not. Mike Rabel does not have a great staff, and that's probably, if I was picking uh, his biggest weakness since he's been here, it, it has been the hiring of his staff, his buddies, his the yes-men, hiring too many people from Houston, where he came from. And so he's got to get out of that comfort zone. He's got to do much better at that. He's not going anywhere. I know fans, a lot of people, are. it's time to move on. And, and look, they could still crater – the rest of the season, they could. They could lose every game. I don't think they will. They'll probably go 5-12 and will be my guess. They're about a 5-12 and team. And that's still really two really bad seasons, right? Yeah. But he's not going anywhere. But there's no doubt he will go into next season saying things have got to change. It's not going to, you know, he's not going to have a leash for the next five years. Okay. Oh, no. That's not how no, it works no, no, no. in the NFL. Not at all. Not no matter at all. how highly they think of Mike Vrabel over there in those offices, right? Yeah. So no matter what Amy Adamstrunk thinks of him, he's not going to have five years of this and keep his job. But I do think the lack of talent and all the bad picks and bad uh, signings have come to roost. They just have. And we don't know how much of that was. I suspect since there was a you know, a power struggle that John Ro- or uh, Mike Vrabel was blaming John Robinson mm-hmm. for those. So I believe John Robinson. I guess we have to believe he was in charge, right? Because yes. it does seem like there was a power struggle, and Mike Vrabel was like, "Look, these guys he's he's given me are not good enough, and or they're bust picks, or they're not even playing, or you know they can't even play, or." What have you? So I guess John Robinson was making, you know, the picks no, and the signings. Darren, there was never a debate about this. Never. Yeah. Because remember who hired who now? It was John Robinson True. who brought in Mike Vrabel. So there was never a discussion about, well, these guys are gonna collaborate and get together and cooperation and kumbaya yeah. and all that. No, nah, that no. John Robinson fired Mike Malarkey and hired Mike Vrabel. So the question of who is in charge here 
was never in question with John Robinson in the building, ever. Yeah. So he can use that crutch for so long. And right now it's valid. It just is, okay? But at some point, that does go away, right? Like at some point, things will have to change. And again, what he can do to help the situation since those were not his picks and players that he were he was given that he can't do anything with. There's a lot of players in this. Like he, I'm sure he's gone. Like, what do you want me to do? What, yeah. what, what do you want me to do? Well, he's already told you. He's going to keep coaching them. Yeah. Well, that that's because sounds great. well, listen. That's all he can do. All he can do is, and I've said this, and this is true both in football and life. You can only operate with the tools in your toolbox, okay? You cannot ask people for things they do not have. Everybody here, you don't have to play professional uh, professional sports to get with this. I mean, this you, is in any business. This is in any business, any part of life. Everybody has been with somebody on a team, on a job site, in your own family, whatever it is, whatever it is. You've all been with people who cannot do the job. No matter how much you coach them, they just don't have the ability to do something that they do not have. They just don't have it. If you handed me a book written in French, I just came back from Paris, but I do not read French. And you can beg me, you can ask me, you can keep telling me, Justin, read this book, read this book. I do not read French. Hooked on phonics. Okay, doesn't work for me no. because I haven't taken the I, I can't do it. I do not have the ability to do this right now. It could take me years before I have the ability to read French. What you know, and listen, are are some of these guys in and over their heads? Yeah, some of them are playing out of the, the, the Titans for the last two seasons, everybody. They've had offensive linemen playing out of not not just backup offensive lineman in place. They have an offensive line playing out of position. They're doing stuff that they don't do for real. You know, because, you know, you can't just switch a left guard and a right guard and think, oh, they can play both. No, they're two different positions. And so are, you know, left tackle and right tackle. Those are two different positions as well. Now, can they do some ability? Will they look better than we do if we got out there? Yeah, they will. But are they the professional grade that you really want to do the protect? No, no, they are not. So this team has not had a legit offensive line in two years. In two years at this point. They've been snake bitten at every single turn. Now, whose fault is that? Well, there's a lot of people that can lay blame to that. A whole bunch of folks. Now, I've seen this floating around on Twitter. And I'm just going to put this out there. And I normally wouldn't because Twitter is, or X or whatever it is, this, this vast wasteland of things. But people have pointed to the fact that there is a former Titans head coach who is free and available, who might be able to come in next year I've seen it. and fix this. Now. A blank check, and I just was now, like, Now, what? now, what? now, now, I'm not saying to give this individual, who is, by the way, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, a blank check, per se. I will say, though, that the offensive line play looked dramatically better while he was running it. Uh, I'll say that much. Now, can he do any better with this bunch? I'm not sure. I probably not. But could he help influence who the next generation of Titan offensive linemen should be that will look better than this bunch? Perhaps. And that's all I want to put out there about Mike Munchak, who's who I'm talking about, 
who is at home at this point after a very long coaching career. And for all I know, Mike Munchak may not want to coach anymore. Lord knows he has given his entire life to the game of football. So maybe he doesn't want to do that anymore. Maybe he wants to be at home with his family. Uh, Mike Munchak has made more money than he he's perfect. He does not have to work. Oh, I know that. Oh, I'm clear way, on that. By the way, it's not just his playing career and his coaching career. Mike Munchak succeeded in business as well. Mm. People don't know that. Mm. Mike Munchak has been very successful in business yeah. away from football yeah. as well. He's made a lot of money. And I'm not going to get into all that because I know yes, what sir. it is. I'm not going to get into all that. I'm just telling you, Mike Munchak doesn't have to work. No. Mike Munchak, why would he want to come back to the organization that fired him? Why would he want to come back and work for Mike Vrabel? Mike, why would Mike Vrabel want to hire Mike Munchak? He's not a, one of his buddies. He's not one of his buddies. Um. Yeah, no, you're right. He's, he's he didn't not. come from his tree. No, he did not. No, he comes from a very different tree. As totally different tree. Than, than Mike Vrabel comes from. All I want, and listen, I'm not saying that, you know, they should go do it. All I'm putting out there is that the philosophies of whatever it is that he brought to the table through the, you know, old days here, and I know we can't always just go back in time. I know it doesn't always work like that. But it it looked and felt, even when it was bad, it looked and felt better than this. Justin, I, I said all that, obviously, because I've got a theme with Mike Vrabel, because I want I won't believe it until I, I see it. But I will say that isn't the category of what I'm talking about. Okay. Go out there and get dudes with skins on the wall. Mike Munchak has been a Hall of Fame player. <laughs> yes. He has been a Hall of Fame offensive line coach. Yeah. He has been a head coach. Yeah. He fits the criteria. Guys that have skins on the wall. Guys that have been it been there and done it on the coaching front. Yeah. On the player, in his case, on the player and the coach. Well, by the way, did I mention he played at Penn State? You know, like you know, he played big time college football back in the day. I'm just saying, I'm tired of you know. He had Jim Schwartz in here, and he acted like he was the Gimp in Pulp Fiction. He want to talk about him, and it's like that's silly, man. This guy was a head coach in the league, and he's been a a former defensive coordinator in the league many times over, and very successful. And you, you you acted like, you know, you didn't want to answer questions about him. Like, hey, don't worry about him, okay? He's in the background, and he's just getting coffee. No, no. And then he leaves and goes and be a defensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns, and their defense is on fire, and your defense is falling apart. It's not a coincidence. Mm. It's not. Those type of guys are the guys he needs to hire. So Mike Munchak fits that category. Yeah. But I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. Take another break. More of the McFarland Show next. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. 
Dinner with Friends is a fine dining restaurant located in Nashville's prestigious West End. It features an elegant presentation and exceptional service. One of the first non-alcoholic restaurants in Nashville. They pride themselves in professional and courteous service. A popular choice among locals and tourists alike. If you're in town for the ball game or you're just visiting with friends, Dinner with Friends is the preferred location for those seeking a rich, modern restaurant with serene atmosphere and top-notch guest experience. Your server will uphold the high standards of etiquette and hospitality and guide you through a unique dining experience. Enjoy the ambiance and reconnect with friends. Specialty dining will feature a set menu, a dedicated server, and a personal chef. Enjoy a delicious combination of meats and vegetables at a very affordable price. There's no place in Nashville like it. A unique experience. Come and have dinner with friends. 1719 Westin Avenue. To make a reservation, call right now. 615-730-9559. Dinner with friends. A proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. I've got a unique vacation idea for you that's right here in the United States. If you're ready for a vacation that's fun and downright affordable, listen up. It's driving distance for many of you, so no planes, no airline delays, no hassles. It's Branson, Missouri, the entertainment capital of the Midwest. Live music for everyone. Branson has three beautiful, enormous lakes, water attractions, live shows, great food, and tons of entertainment. It's a perfect vacation for you and your family, or if you're retired and you want to have a great time. And you can stay in Branson for as low as $99 a night. Please understand, this is not a timeshare offer. It's a real vacation for as little as $99 a night. We've got a free vacation guide we want to send you right now. All you have to do is call for complete details. Get your free Branson, Missouri guide right now by calling this number. 800-413-3953-800-413-3953-800-413-3953. That's 800-413-3953. Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. This important message is courtesy of Woods Equipment Company at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville, where they feel our area is a great place to live and raise a family. Call Woods Equipment Company at 615-256-5639. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football-centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong spheroid, and we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Text the Strike and Spare studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> Keeping my obligations, Darren. The whole day through. Sing it, Ray. Just an old sweet song. Tell about the old sweet song, Ray. <laughs> I wish Georgia was on my mind. Huh. Okay, that's enough. Can't get that. What are you willing to do if Tennessee <laughs> loses to Vanderbilt? 
that has not even been a thought in my mind. Would you so. get an anchor down tattoo? No. Ooh. Oh, Lord, Ooh, no. man. That's against religion. <laughs> well, you should be confident. Like, you, you've you lost your confidence. He knows his swagger <laughs> is down a bit. No, he's dressed in black. <laughs> if they lose the Vanderbilt, I'll wear gold. You didn't hear mourning. <laughs> That's all I can do. Hey, dude. Head to toe, gold. <laughs> gold, yeah. I'm going all gold. All gold. Come in here looking like an Oscar. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that bit. Oh, here we go. This is how it all starts. (laughs) 615-844-5600. Let's go to Tony. Tony, what's up? Tony. Good afternoon, guys. Well, I was trying to call in on the first I know. Well, we we, AT&T. So we've had some. We're trying to get some things worked out. It's all good. Oh, oh, oh. Tony, you there? still here. Okay. I'm okay, here. I won't say that again on the air. Let's say stop it. <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it. Well, you know I want to call in and brag about them governors, 14 to 12 slobber knocker. Yes, sir. Uh, it was good win for them, ninth straight, but you got to win all the way out now. It's going to be tough at next loss if they have one, you know, season's over. But what a hell of a year they've had. What a good year, and... Uh, First outright championship they've had since uh, our 1977 championship team. So that's been a long, lot of years in there. But uh, but congrats to the guys and Scotty Walden, and uh, just hope they keep chasing the line. That's uh, that's their motto up there this year: is chase the line. So uh, they had a, a right at 10,000 people at that game the other day, guys. Wow! It was. Great turnout, and hopefully it'll be the same amount. Uh, uh, it was electrifying. I was there, and it was it was a lot of fun. They made it a, a fun event, and it was had a great turnout. Great turnout by the student body. So, so they're not going to walk the line; they're going to chase the line. That's called chase the line. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, Damon, this is for you, buddy. Y'all went deep into the recruiting playbook. You brought in Peyton to escort Dolly to sing Rocky Top, which was it was a flop. We all know that. It was horrible. <laughs> but better yet, Georgia went to work on the balls from nine to five. Oh wow. <laughs> Tony, you get ready to get cut off. <laughs> <laughs> you know I control the phones. Thank you for calling, though. <laughs> and and one thing. Last but not least, uh, guys, uh, I really I hate saying this. Uh, I don't, but I was watching. Did any of you three catch Colorado play Friday night? Yes. It looked like they quit. It, you get that impression? Well, I don't know about quit. It looked like uh, it's pretty somber on those sidelines. That's for sure. It looked. I'll agree. And how much, uh, I, I always mess his name up, but Shadour. Shadour. Shadour Sanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They said possible concussion protocol. I watched the play three times in a row and slowed it down in slow motion. I hadn't seen him get hit in the head or the neck area on the play. He, he went out and didn't come back in on. But maybe it, it might have happened another play. I don't know. I know he was taking some licks 
uh, that first half, and uh, it looked uh, looked pretty pretty tough. So I, I still think what Dion has done there and brought the uh, put a spotlight on Colorado has been really good. He has made them relevant. People are talking about him. Maybe not on the win column, but he's still. I think there's still a balance somewhere. You got to work some things out because you're going to irritate a lot of people throughout the conference in college football if you keep up your antics. I could tell when uh, they were they were uh, when at Washington State they were playing. Yes, you could still tell their players were still carrying a lot of built-up vinegar, I will call it vinegar, uh, from play to play and from score to score. Well, of course. I mean, Tony, I mean, we all know you act like that. I mean, you're going to have to be able to back it up, right? I mean, you're going to get the ire of everybody and – and you're gonna be you're gonna be a target. Dion knows that. Yeah, Dion understands. He he live by the sword and die by the sword. Right. Dion understands that. He knows very what clearly. he's doing. <laughs> he he knows it doesn't go without you know what comes with it. Yep. But his plan is okay. That's fine. But we're gonna dish it out. That's his brand, though. You know, and that's you know right. That's how we're gonna roll. Tony, thank you for the call. As always, we'll take our final break. Come back. Wrap up Monday's edition of the McFarland Show next. Do you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken, Princess Hot Chicken Tanker? Outlet Mall, 4060 Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch. Princess is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Princess tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to Princess Hot Chicken AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com. PrincessHotChicken.com. How about Thanksgiving, though? Right here at the Omni. Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving feast features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast smoked prime rib and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. Make your reservations now by visiting KitchenNotesNashville.com. Get you some delicious food. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. 800-649-0142. 
800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. Tis the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? Hold up. Where are Grandma's cookies? Easy, Joe. Grandma brought something even sweeter this season. <gasps> Your triple fudge brownies? No, Joey. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Made from scratch holiday wins? Grandma, you're a genius. Give the gift of holiday instant games topped with sweet cash prizes. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. This yeah. is just it. The Titans are trading Kevin Byard to the Eagles. The yeah, Eagles are going to send the Titans a fifth and sixth round pick and safety Terrell Edmonds. Well, they're giving up on that contract. There were also a lot of Titans fans upset about some of the comments he made, which I thought was insane. Big kaboom here on this Monday. <laughs> the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Titans fans, Preds fans, we have you covered. The McFarland Show. Chiefs hosting the Eagles tonight. Got a big Monday Night Football matchup. Mm-hmm. Last year's Super Bowl, Kansas City and Philadelphia. So obviously the primetime game's a little bit better this week than it was the previous week. So uh, go out with a bang. Last night's game, Broncos... That was a fun game, Broncos Vikings. Yeah, honestly, I thought the best college football game, or one of the best, was Missouri Florida Saturday night. That mm. was fun. Mm. That was a back and forth, a lot of back and forth, fun game. So you've got the Chiefs Eagles tonight. You've got the Predators hosting the Avalanche. Avalanche, yes. this just in, they're really good. Yes, I know, shocking. Ryan Johansson back in the building. Ah, former Predator. Welcome to Five Hundred One Broadway. In an AV sweater. That'll he be knows weird. way around the building. Now, that is going to be weird. And I know he played for Columbus, his first team. But, man, he's been here. He was here for so long. It's going to be weird. I'm sure him getting ready in the visiting locker room. Yeah. Or dressing room. Dressing room. Dressing room. Yes. So you've got Preds and Avs tonight. You've got TCU basketball tonight. I believe they're hosting, I think it's, Midway, which is a school out of Kentucky. Okay. I think it's an NAIA program. All right. All right. Fair enough. I'm familiar with Midway, if that's who it is. Okay. I think it's Midway. 7 o'clock tip heard right here on these airways. For TSU. Yeah. Okay. The Jets have benched Zach Wilson. Yes. They are going with Boyle. Boiled eggs? Last name, Boyle. Boiled mutton? I've got Brian Boyle in my head. But that's a hockey player. That's a former I predator. I don't think that's who that is. It's Tim Boyle. And so I had Brian in my head, and I'm like, yeah, that's not Brian. No, it's Tim. Sure. Tim Brian, Boyle. Brian's brother? I don't know. Maybe. He, he went to college at Eastern Kentucky. Really? Really. He was a colonel. This is his fifth season in the league. Eastern Kentucky colonel. Tim Boyle. Tim Boyle. Brand new quarterback. 6'4", 232. Now, that's what they think of Zach Wilson. They're ready to roll with Tim Boyle. I mean. Who knows? He may be hot. You know? Who knows? Remember they had the, the was it Mark White or whoever that was last year for the cup of coffee? Wow. Got crickets for that. 
was pretty good, I thought. Okay, well, you know. Uh, sometimes they don't all work. All right, everybody have a great rest of your day. We'll be better tomorrow starting at 2 o'clock. We'll see you then. Yeah. Radio. This is the Zach Gelb Show. Here's your host, Zach Gelb. Continue. It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on.